0: Check, check, one two, Yo, got me one two. Yep, ten four. It's pretty wet. I don't see a dry spot out here. You boys, spot. You're gonna have to earn your money today. You'll be able to see half before I get to it, probably. But have fun out here today. Time to rock and roll. Let this idiot go. He's gonna try to outbreak you down here, and he's gonna wreck. Clint Boyer is coming in that fourteen, no doubt about it. Flip to the right. He's there. He's there. Still bumper clear. All clear. Flint Boyer, the new race leader. Hey, I can see better. i bet so. 13 is coming on slicks. We got tires coming behind us. He just blasted by Martin Truex Jr. And Ty Dillon looks like Lewis Hamilton out here. Five to go, nobody close to you. It looked like Danny Hamlin got off track. he's stuck. Danny he drove some across this. And here he is across the strike. Ty Dillon wins stage one. Hey, where to go. Nice job, man, great job. You are locked into the next round, that's all I know. Let's go for it. I wish I knew more about these because we would have had a really good opportunity. Good man, we're learning together. 81 laps to go on this 17 turn road course. Green, go, 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 go green. Pitch me, you knocked my left side in. William Byron now, he looks inside. Just there, clear, clear, clear. Byron almost left this racetrack. He's still pulled away. Nah, it's steady. The car retires. In front of him. You see him. We've got a car turned around in turn four. Oh, good. Shake it off. Jimmy's all. I know. Swords. We got to pass this guy. Bad news for Eric Almirola. He just spun in turn number four, losing more track position. I got one spun around down in turn six. Dang it, I think they're going to start yellow before we get back.
1: That's The car, the caused the car should just go rolling again.
0: We have two laps left in stage number two. Green flags out. Got three wide there, three wide, two. Damn, we just got killed. Same as last year, left side flat, play bar. sure to be gone when I get there. That is going to be devastating for a guy who was a long shot to get into the final eight. Good job this year, guys. Sorry we had nothing of luck. For Ryan Blaney, fourth stage win in 2020. Nice job, green checkers. I don't know what happened to Kyle Busch. He killed my car. Destroyed. All right, they're lining up. We get ready to light the fuse here on stage number three. Hey, come back to us here. We got a left front. It's going to be loose. All right, they're coming green. So, Yep, when the jack drops, you can go. Well, Chase probably has a good enough car to make up a lot of lost ground by having to make that, unfortunate pit stop. Maintain team, it's a little rough in line with us. Trouble on the front stretch. Austin Dillon has spun. My bad. Oh, this
2: sucks. He just ran right through me.
0: Green flag is back out. Easy, 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 easy. Contact further back, and it does look like Clint Boyer has a ton of damage. Bro, broke. Damn it! All oh, the 12 car. Ryan Blaney tried to mow down some mud and grass. Come on to me, four tires. Let's get that grill cleaned up. The guy really making tracks toward the front, Chase Elliott. We're not in a hair on fire moment here. Just keep doing your thing. Elliott gets to the inside. Chase Elliott will go to the point. Debris on the racetrack. Yellow. Who's got to do what to get in? 18's going to have to win. be 28 out right now. Richard Petty here. Richard Petty. And staying out, Kyle Busch will inherit the race league. If they win, are we just hosed? We have to beat the 22 by four spot. Green flag is in the air. That killed the left run on the 95. Yeah, he's a damn idiot button like that, we're fine. Battle for the lead, they go side by side. Bush swings wide and gives up the spot. Now Elliott below Kyle Busch for second place in turn eight. 18 slip back to third, we're all good. Get a clean, good pass. Elliott with a crossover, Gal below him at eight. Move chased Elliott into the lead. Sweet. Real nice pass there. Third time today that Chase Elliott has been out in front, proving to be one of the best when you have to turn left and right. Doing good. Still outpacing him. Chase Elliott's been gaining two tenths every lap, two laps away from victory. Things getting wild throughout the pack, but the caution will not come out up front. It is picture perfect for Chase Elliott. i come a Chase Elliott proves once again that he's NASCAR's king of the road. Awesome drive. Way to work through it. This was a cutoff race. Four drivers will not advance. Had a good year, man. We're going to go finish this off. Last four races, and we're going to come back strong next year, man. Oh, job, man. Sorry, didn't work out. Thanks for wheeling it there at the end. Sorry, guys. I tried. We never kind We stood to our game plan, and it worked out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good job, boys.
3: Come to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Thanks uh, once again to uh, Fox. Is it Fox? Yeah, the, uh, Fox Sports that does the radioactive that we that we do and put out. So uh want to definitely give props to them once again. Yeah,
4: I always like listening to that. It really gets you in the mood for racing when you hear the everything that's said over the scanners and the, between the crew chiefs, the drivers, and it just... It's a it's a cool thing that they put together Don I think uh fans like it and how I really like it
3: yeah, and I know you you can see it too. If you go onto YouTube, they put it out uh, on I want to say on the hub is when that was is when they normally play it. So if you just go on YouTube and just type in NASCAR, uh, radioactive, and you'll it'll it'll pull them up, and you can see them there. So um, we we love to to use those and, and promote them because I, I just think it's a great little piece that they put together. So uh, and Mike, today's show is going to be a little. Um, ass backwards is that the word I'm looking for yeah. normally you know yeah. we come on and we we talk about the race and we do all of this and then we do stuff but we have a really really special guest joining us Uh actually and you know we say special guest he's a special guest but he's like family to us and so um, yeah. Eddie he's Gossage
4: been on our show for years yes he has 16 years Don.
3: and he continues to agree to do it which is surprising <laughs> so um
4: but he's one of the greatest promoters there ever is
3: yeah, I mean he he's amazing, super nice guy. Uh, Eddie Gossage, of course, president there at Texas Motor Speedway is going to come on, talk to us about uh, all the announcements that they made a couple of weeks ago with all the changes for next season. Uh, you know, uh, w- w- as far as Texas Motor Speedway goes, the race at COTA uh, All Star yeah. race, which by the way, tickets are already on sale for. Uh, I know for that Let's race. Break so um be a great
4: great weekend of racing i can't wait to talk to them about it
3: yeah yeah and then and and hell we got racing there at texas in two weeks so um you know will you and bring on talk
4: about that because you know it's a, it's a playoff race and we always see good racing and some drama comes out of that race i mean we've seen fist fights and I was down there for that one, that one year. So right there, I think it was that that was when Kevin Harvick pushed Brad into Jeff Gordon.
3: Yep, and, and it led to me getting married. So <laughs> it did. My husband thanks Kevin every every time he talks about him. So um, I didn't I didn't know
4: that. That's what led to it. Are you serious?
3: You didn't know that story? Out of all oh. this time, Craig is never... Oh, okay. So, yes, let me... I'll set this up really quickly. And and Craig and I laugh about this still to today. So, Craig and I have been Facebook friends for years, okay? And and I think it's because of, you know, our good friend, uh, Ann, Lowry, little Annie, yeah. Um because of her love for jeff gordon well craig was a jeff gordon fan in south africa and so for what they were friends and i guess through her he you know found my page and he used to (laughs) he used to message me and i still have the messages they're hysterical um he used to message me on facebook and honestly i thought he was creepy um, <laughs> because and and I tell him I tell the story. You know, back then too, I was in radio. I used to get weird messages all the time. And you know, wow. you're a chick. You're talking sports. There's gonna be drunk dudes sending you messages, sending you pictures of things that they shouldn't be taking pictures of. And in a lot yeah. of their cases, they really shouldn't have been sending. Um, they should have like done a Google search and sent that instead. But uh <laughs> anyways, that's I digress. So I just, you know, I was like, okay. And so we went through the messages one day. And I mean, there were so many of them where, you know, he would just say something like, I had posted a selfie or something one day or whatnot. And he's like, you know, you look beautiful. I love the way, you know, you you did your makeup or whatever. You look, you look beautiful. And if I responded the bitch that I am, if I responded, it was like, you know, okay, thanks, you know, or awesome or, you know, that's sweet, move on. Then there's my birthday, he would always wish me happy birthday and, you know, here I am, thanks. (laughs) It was always like a one-word answer if I answered. Okay, well, fast forward (laughs) a few years to this race and that happens. Well, South Africa is Uh, it depends on the time of year, but they're either seven hours ahead or eight hours ahead. Okay. So he, he would always see the races. Like if he stayed up really, really late at night, he would, he could see the race or, um, he would see it on delay. Well, so the next day he's seeing all over social media about this and he knew that I was, you know, there and covered the races and stuff. So he messages me and I don't know what it was, Mike, but this one time I messaged back and from that moment that I messaged back, we never stopped talking. Isn't that wow. weird? And we—that's
4: that great.
3: And we dated. Uh, I mean, as much as you can say, dated. We we didn't see each other. We dated for about a year and a half before we ever met I, each I, other. And I remember
4: that. I remember that part.
3: We. I mean, we would see each other through video chat, thank God. But we had never yeah. physically, you know, seen each other. And he came to the United States his first time ever on an airplane was a 20 almost a 24 hour flight here
4: (laughs) i remember that i remember that story yeah Yeah, so um uh,
3: but it's because of that so every time he goes to a race or whatever if he sees kevin harvick or one of those he he will say (laughs) that you know i have to thank kevin harvick because if it wasn't for him shoving brad keselowski into jeff gordon i would not have met my wife so there you go
4: (laughs) wow i had no idea
3: october 29th we're coming up on our anniversary will be four years wow.
4: four, four years. years so yeah uh,
3: we're we're and he's still alive
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's a great story, Don.
3: Anyway, but there Thank you go.
4: I <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, all right, Mike. Well, let's um, let's see. I will check and see. I think Eddie here is getting ready to join us, so um, we'll get ready for Eddie Gossage to join us, and then when we're when we finish with Eddie, we'll come back and we'll we'll recap last week's race at the uh, Charlotte Roval um because i was a dumbass and didn't record last week so um we're gonna we're gonna recap um even a little bit of talladega stuff that had happened in between talladega and and the roval so
4: you have a little interview that jimmy johnson did on cbs this morning with gail king so
3: yeah and uh you're going to I really think you're going to like it because I know you had said I, I believe I yeah. don't think you've you've heard it, but
4: um, no, I have not heard it.
3: OK, yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So uh, that's going to be the show. It's going to be a long one, but kick back, have a drink and get ready. And, you know, it, it, it'll be fun. So uh, let's get ready, though. And, and we'll kick it off right here with the president. The uh, what we got to come up with more, more names for him. I know he's the president of Texas Motors P He's the king promoter uh, extraordinaire. What else?
4: The honorable,
3: the honorable.
4: Eddie Gossage.
3: Ed- Eduardo Gossage. No, I'm all kidding. right. No, I'm kidding. Eddie Gossage. Yeah, here's Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Oh, Dawn. How are you? I'm good. Hey. Can you see Mike, too?
1: Now I can. There you <laughs> are. Love your background,
3: Mike. Well, uh, as always, thank you for taking time to, to come on with us. It's been a busy last few weeks for you. Lots of announcements coming out. And so I know Mike and I want to kind of revisit those. But I, I want to put out an announcement really quick, too, really quick at the beginning of the, the thing. Because I was on the website and I noticed tickets are already on sale for the All-Star Race. How's those going? How's ticket sales going with that?
1: Uh, it's going great. Uh, right now, it's, it's amazing how many people are buying season tickets uh, because you get two IndyCar races. You get the NASCAR All Star Race, which that weekend we've got uh, uh, really a NASCAR triple header with uh, trucks on Friday night, Xfinity on Saturday, and of course the All Star Race Sunday evening. Uh, and then we come back in, in mid October, not the first of November. So it's off of deer hunting season. We all know how great the weather is typically in mid-October So uh, for uh, Xfinity and, and Cup Race in the middle of the month of October. So 2021 is by far the best schedule we've ever had, by far, not even close. So we're excited about it.
3: One and like I said, we're going to visit and talk about next season's schedule and stuff. But I I wanted to point out because uh, and it's very relevant, especially here in Texas, since early voting or early voting started today. Y'all are you guys on election day? You're opening a, it, it'll be a polling place there at Texas Motor Speedway. So uh, anybody that's got any hesitations on social distancing, it doesn't get any. <laughs> you can't be any more social distance than you can at, at a racetrack to, to, to go vote. So uh, that's. Now, go vote is that go vote. W- would that just be for denton county or or how yeah w- okay
1: we're, we're in denton county and so it's a denton county polling place
3: okay so. well crap i'm denton county but i went and voted today and got it over with but if not i would have went and done it just to visit so. <laughs>
1: yeah
3: <laughs> anyway okay well i wanted to make sure so no
1: it's you know a lot's been made about suppressing the vote or whatever and i don't know anything about that because everywhere i turn you can vote around here so uh you know maybe there's parts of the country or something where that's an issue but it sure isn't a problem at least not the part of Texas I live in so
3: yeah
1: like i said go vote like you know whoever go vote just i'm vote. not telling you who to vote for i will if you want to know but i'm not <laughs> going to do that uh, you know but uh, just everybody ought to vote that's that's a blessing that we have that privilege
3: okay absolutely Our, absolutely mike uh i know we wanted to to dive into the announcements yeah. and stuff. So go ahead.
4: Well, just uh, just recently, Eddie, uh, NASCAR announced its schedule for 2021 and a lot of changes, um, big changes at Texas and new tracks are added. So I kind of wanted to know what your thoughts and feelings are about the uh, 2021 season coming up.
1: Well, for us, it's spectacular. And, you know, that's I, I look at each of the three big race weekends and each of them is in a better place. Uh, we start May 1st and 2nd with an IndyCar race and an IndyCar race. Uh, hard to beat that. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, May 1st and 2nd. And then we come back, uh, and I don't have the dates in front of me, but I want to say around July 14th, sorry, June 10th, 11th, 14th, somewhere along through there with the NASCAR triple header weekend, highlighted by uh, the highlight of our season, the NASCAR all-star race. I mean, it's, uh, that's one of those things I never really thought that we would uh, get the privilege to host, and uh, here it is coming coming true for us in our 25th season, which mm-hmm. is a great way to celebrate. And then we come back, like I said, in the middle of October with the Nick's Cup doubleheader weekend when the weather's nice. It's not time to go deer hunting. Uh, that's a great schedule for us. But overall, NASCAR put out a schedule that has drastic changes in it for 2021. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the fans respond to it.
4: I like what you said at the... Um the event that you had there when you announced the, uh, the big, you know, changes for next season at Texas, you had mentioned about the Indy car series, the race, uh, I'll start off there first on May 1st and 2nd, the fact that it's going to be at the beginning of May before the Indy 500. And I think that, you know, we always think about May and Indy and the Grand Prix race and then the, the 500, but lead, leading into it, I think this would really help get, People excited, you know, they're coming to Texas before they go to the, to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway.
1: Yeah, the month of May is special, and uh, it means a lot to me as a guy that's that's been uh, involved with IndyCar since the early '80s, uh, and um, was on a team that won. Uh, I was Danny Sullivan's PR guy in '85 with a spin and win, so I've got an Indy 500 winner's ring, and uh, wow. you know, it's just uh, to me. Indianapolis is, is just, uh, you know, it's, it's sacred. Uh, and here we are kicking off the month of May and it's really important for IndyCar because uh, they're going to get two oval track races under their belt before they get to Indianapolis. So, uh, they were very pleased about it. It was, a uh, really when, when we got, uh, the official word been talking about the all-star race with NASCAR for uh, 18, 20 months now, I guess, something like that. But we got the official word, um, uh, I called IndyCar, and within 30 minutes, we had this deal put together. It was easy to do because they like the thought of opening the the month of May here in Texas, and that makes us, you know, officially in my book, part of the month of May, and that's that's a really big deal. So uh, couldn't be happier with how that works out. Uh, So, you know, I I love IndyCar racing, and IndyCars and this racetrack have really been good for each other and served each other well, and here's another example of, uh, you know, uh, working things out to the benefit of both of us.
4: The other thing I wanted to ask you, Eddie, and you just kind of touched on it just now, you know, you mentioned the all-star race. And one of the things that I remember you were talking about at the event was the fact that, you know, when the all-star races come to city our all-star events, like in the NBA, like it came to San Antonio that one year, it was huge for San Antonio back in the 90s. And it brought a lot of interest, you know, people into the city as a destination to come to the, to the city and tourism and everything. But now that the All-Star race is coming to Texas, this is going to open up a lot of opportunities for you guys. But also with the million dollars to win, I mean, there's a lot of excitement there as well. So it seems like this is a win-win situation for, for TMS.
1: Well, you know, the, the NHL All-Star game pays $20,000 to the winner of each team. Uh, the, uh, I want to say what's next. Major League Baseball pays $25,000 to the, each member of the winning team. Uh, The NFL's Pro Bowl pays $70,000, and the NBA All-Star Game pays $100,000 to each member. Well, this race pays a $1 million to the winner, and it drops off significantly in second place on down. So uh, NASCAR tends to look the other way. Uh, Points, there are no points in this race. So if you do something that's risky, uh, going for that $1 million, and you lose out, uh, you don't lose your place in points, and that's what keeps you from doing that uh, in a regular point race. Uh, so the All Star race for our sport, you know, it never ends in a tie. It never ends with uh, you know a crazy score of one seventy three to one sixty two or something that where nobody played defense. Uh, these guys, this race, more than any other race on the entire schedule, this race, uh, they let it all hang out and they play for keeps. So. Uh, Uh, I've been to the NBA All-Star Game. I've been to the NHL All-Star Game. Uh, I've been to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. They're not out there playing. I saw a guy uh, in the NHL All-Star Game check a player on the other team, and he stopped and helped him up because he didn't mean to hit it. Uh, You know, uh, that's not hockey. So uh, in this game, the All-Star Race for NASCAR, uh, they play for real, and that's the exciting part about it.
4: The other thing that I like what y'all did is y'all built the weekend around other events. I mean, uh, I'm looking at the schedule here, June the 11th, the Speedy Cash 400 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race. And then on uh, June 12th, the Texas 300 NASCAR Xfinity uh, Series race. And then the 13th is also race. So you, there's a weekend of other you know races as well. So this is great for, I would think for the fans that come in and you got the whole weekend and, and um, so I, 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 I really like that. I, it,
1: it's going to be today. a NASCAR, you know, it's, it's heaven for a NASCAR fan, for a racing fan, a gearhead. And it's going to be the biggest uh, party you've ever seen uh, because there's lots to be there for. The weather's going to be great. Uh, you know, unfortunately, in, in late March and early April, where we've been for 24 years, you always worry about cool weather, wet weather. Uh, oh, you yeah. don't <laughs> have to worry about it that nearly as much in June uh and uh, we got a few other tricks up our sleeve too so uh more to come and uh, i think people are going to love not just the weekend but the whole week and uh it's going to be exciting for all of us
3: well, I was going to say uh and you just you just completely took the question away from me. No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to uh ask you, you know, it's it I've been to the All-Star race. I've been to one there in Charlotte before. Um so I know you got to do it bigger and better, of course, in Texas. That's that's a given. Um Eddie, you and your team are crazy with your <laughs> with the gimmicks and stuff when you come up with things. So I know you're not going to give away too much, but I can just imagine what in your, you know, what could be going on. I will say this: um, Mike and I, and Mike put me up to it. So before you yell at me, it's Mike Hague's <laughs> fault. I did it. But the day that the announcement was made, I immediately tweeted out, and I put you in the tweet and i said look i'm sorry you know we we have to go big then for a concert i mean we can't have any you know just average joes or whatever and i said i know it's 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 near impossible but when i think the biggest thing in racing the biggest thing i just think texas and i'm like we gotta have george Strait. we gotta have george Strait. why can't we have george Strait at a concert
1: <laughs> so- yeah I thought he retired a few years ago uh and then i saw him about a year ago
3: uh-huh.
1: and i I thought he retired. He had a big concert at Cowboy Stadium uh, and said it was his final whatever. And uh, he did a Mark Martin.
3: (laughs) I said he did a Mark Martin. He said he retired and then he came back. (laughs) He
1: did. He did. I've got some boots that I had made for Mark Martin's retirement that are still in the closet because, you know, uh, Terry Labonte, we gave him a pickup truck when he retired and he comes back the next year and runs some races. And I said, You going to run Texas? He goes, no, then you make me give the pickup truck back. I'm done. So, uh, you know, but uh, so we've got some things up our sleeve and uh, we'll see how they all play out. But um, we're going to try to make a lot of fun out of it for sure. And uh, give folks a reason to come to no limits Texas and have a big, big week race week. So that's, uh, that's what it's all about.
3: My other question really quick when it comes to the all-star race weekend is um, will the Friday event and Saturday event, the trucks and the Xfinity race, will those both be night races as well?
1: Uh, The truck race will be for sure. And I'm not sure yet where television is clearing the Xfinity race on Saturday. So I honestly don't know yet, but the uh, all-star race uh, for the cup series on Sunday night is an evening race so uh remains to be seen and it could be that everybody has the answer but me but uh i don't know where nascar and the tv network uh come uh where that falls uh on saturday so we'll see i was gonna Uh, say hopefully, uh, uh,
3: yeah hopefully i was gonna say because i mean if not xfinity series boys get ready to sweat Because IndyCar knows what it's like to be here in June, and then of course now the Cup Series knows what it's like after having to come here. But um, and that's the advantage too. I was going to say for your your IndyCar thing as well is even though it may just be a few weeks difference, folks who are not from Texas, you don't understand, especially up here in North Texas, that a few weeks May to June, though I mean that's a twenty degree, right. you know, at least a twenty degree change. And I mean, there are some times when those Indy car, the Indy car races at night, when we've run them at night have been great, but man, if you're doing the practices and stuff and you're out there during the day, Mike and I, I remember one year we were there. um, I ended up in the emergency room. Actually, I had a cyst rupture that same day, but we were down on the track and we were hearing it was 130 degrees on the track, not in the car, just on the track because it was so bloody hot that day out there.
1: (laughs) Some genius came up with this idea of having flames and victory lane and all. This.
3: Yes, you've melted my mascara a couple of times.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, and, and people—it's it, interesting. Fans come to you, go, you know, with all those flames they have above the sign in victory lane. It looks like it gets—you know—hot in there. How do y'all do that? I go, well, it's just hot. You know, I mean, fire is hot. So um, that June race, it'll it'll set you up. That's for sure. So. Um, Anyhow, well, it's just part of the deal at Victory Lane, Texas, though.
3: It's it's one of the
1: things uh, people talk about.
3: It's the best Victory Lane. Michael, tell you, because I remember it was one year we were there, and things are a little more, which we've always talked about, is why I love the. IndyCar race weekend with the trucks is because it's it's more relaxed atmosphere all or, all around the track everywhere. It just feels like it's more relaxed. And so we were up in the broadcast center. Mike, I think was up in the because Mike goes to the press box. Mike was up in the press box. I'm running around pit road. And I ended up <laughs> going up on top of the broadcast center. So I was looking down. And now I have learned why you're not supposed to be up there and do that because those daggum flames went off. And I, I swear, I, I texted Mike and I said, I think my eye my eyelashes have now melted to my face <laughs> and I'm not quite sure if I have hair anymore.
4: <laughs> but
1: it gets hot down there.
3: so does.
4: yeah. Eddie, I've been covering the races long enough now to, uh, I was there for the 15th year, uh, the 15th anniversary season. I was there for the 20th anniversary season. And now I'm looking at this. News release y'all sent out the other day, 25 years next year. That's just incredible. It's hard to believe that there's been 25 years of racing now at the great Texas Motor Speedway.
1: It, it is hard to believe, you know, and, and um, this speedway started in my kitchen. And uh, I can remember sitting at the kitchen table and, and answering phones and and doing everything to, to get the ball rolling there in the early days before we actually owned the land. Um, I was living here and, and um, you know, negotiated the purchase and we started moving dirt and, and, you know, in some ways that seems like yesterday and in some ways it seems like a lifetime ago. So, uh, it's, it's hard to believe, you know, I certainly, I haven't changed. Uh, everybody else has, but I haven't changed, uh, like Joe Walsh says, but, um, you know, it's, it, it really does. It's, it's gone by like that. And that's, um, pretty hard for me to believe, but I'll tell you the way that I kind of know and realize that the 25 years ago have gone by is there are some kids that I have seen every race weekend for 25 years. (laughs) And it's not, you know, there's these two kids that I always see, but there's these other kids that I, you know, uh, so I'm not talking about necessarily, you know, one person or one kid. I'm talking about probably eight kids that I've seen over the years and they've grown from, you know, little kids to adults, their own kids. And I see them every race and we talk and do a picture and and that kind of thing. And that's when you realize that it's really gone by. I, it's kind of funny. I, I I feel the same. I I don't, uh, uh, I heard a guy the other day talking about his, his knee, another person talking about their hip and I was going, you know, I feel just like I did when I was in high school. Give me two weeks. I'll be in shape for football. Let's go. You know, it's, uh, It's, it's really hard to believe within 25 years. But look back, Jeff Burton won his very first race uh, in Cup racing here in our inaugural weekend, and uh, the famous AJ Ari uh, incident in Victory Lane at the IndyCar race, uh, yeah. just things like that. And uh, uh, I, saw, I saw Ari uh, at our IndyCar race back in, in I guess, it's first of June, and I barely recognized him. His hair is white, uh, it's short. And he had the long hair and everything. Wow. And, and we've been, we actually were neighbors at one time when I was with the Miller brewing company in Milwaukee and he lived up there. And, uh, but anyway, it's, there are things you see from time to time that remind you it's been a long time, but, um, it sure seems like it's gone by in a hurry.
3: Shoot. Mike, I know has been there since day one. I, my time at Texas, you know, this is 16 years of doing it from the media side, but I had gone to races. I want to say I first started going to races in 2002. Um, I think it was when I first started going. My my mother-in-law at the time worked for Toro. And so we had, we were up in the suite, up in the Toro suite. <laughs> and so, um, and- Toro guy, Eddie Clark. Yeah, And then, you know, a couple years later, I started with the radio station. And ever since, you know, Mike and I have been, been out there. And it's, you know, I think all three of us, we've gone through- health scares and you know I mean all kinds of stuff but you know it's 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 so weird we try to explain to people the family-like atmosphere and honestly it's like the racing and stuff is 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 awesome of course to be a part of but it's kind of that thing, too, of just seeing the familiar faces every year. And, and there's not a lot of familiar faces anymore, not just at Texas, but in the industry in general. I mean, everybody, they're getting younger and younger. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, Mike and I talk about the fact that, you know, we look around that media center sometimes, and it's like, man, I can't believe we're still yeah, we're still here. Sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, it has changed. The people have, have changed. It gets younger all the time, it seems. And uh, you know, you can go back and look at the starting lineup from that very first race, and they're uh, none of them are racing still, uh, of course not. But um, man, it just—it uh, has been a while, uh, but it—it it seems like the blink of an eye too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Here I'm getting nostalgic.
3: So. <laughs> well, we love it. Well, before we talk about uh, the race coming up here in a couple of weeks out there at Texas, Eddie, you're you're always a straight shooter. And so I want to address the fact, and, and maybe this is the thing, is that you've always been a straight shooter. So people kind of know where you've been as far as demanding. I want my two races out there at that track, you know, and, and you fought hard for it and you got it. And, you know, vocal as far as circuiting the Americas in the past and some other stuff. So... The question that I have been asked the most, and Mike and I have discussed this, um, is, so we're looking at 2021, but what happens possibly in 2022? I've been telling people that I think the whole NASCAR schedule is going to change in 2022 again and maybe get shorter. I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of what you hear a lot of talk about. But, and nothing against CODA. I mean, I love it. I'm disappointed to not see the IndyCar series on that track like they were this past season because I heard great things about it. So that in itself makes me nervous as far as, well, will we see more than one year of, of, of the cup series out there or the all three series there. And whatever that situation is, is, is that situation. I want to know from my track at Texas though, what are the odds of we go to one race or what, what happens? Is that all-star race going to move then next season? Or is this kind of all up in the air as to what happens, what, what ends up happening?
1: Yeah, well, here's how, here's how it works is um, uh, certainly I have nothing against CODA. No, I, uh, I have something for Texas Motor Speedway. And mm-hmm. uh, when somebody builds uh, a, a race course near yours, um, and I don't want to say this is going to be, this is way too strong, but I'll use this term, and it, it infringes on your territory, uh, you get defensive about it. And so, uh, you know, I don't mind that at all, uh, saying, uh, telling you that I'm defensive about it. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal it's us at CODA. Yeah. It's not CODA, it's Speedway Motorsports, our company yep. leasing the track, putting on this race at CODA. And uh, the way it all works out is we get the all star race, <clears throat> excuse me, we get the all star race uh, plus our, our normal race in the fall. And our company is running this race at CODA. Mm-hmm. Um so uh that's a whole different set of facts yeah. and I'm perfectly fine with it because I own a piece of this company too. Yeah. <laughs> so I you know I like it. I gotta believe that they're gonna knock the ball out of the park. We are gonna knock the ball out of the park at Coda, our company will do tremendous. It's you know, new, yeah. novel, uh, et cetera. As far as the future is concerned, uh the All-Star race may be here one year, it may be here 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh I think. Well, no, that depends on the fan support, and so we need the fans to turn out and and attend uh, the All Star race in, in unbelievable numbers. But I can also tell you that Texas Motor Speedway in 2022 and beyond will have two Cup races. Oh,
3: awesome! Uh, okay, no
1: question. Okay, and Marcus Smith, who is our our uh, president CEO, that owns the place. Uh, he and I had that conversation, uh, you know, and I said, okay. Uh, 2021, we do the all-star race. What happens in 22? And his answer with what I just told you is that, you know, if uh, we knock it out of the park, we continue to have the all-star race as long as NASCAR's happy and all the uh, you know presenting sponsors for NASCAR are happy. And uh, if there's a better opportunity for them somewhere else, fine. But Texas Motor Speedway will have two cup races, uh, and there's no question about that. Now so
3: does, does SMI own the rights to the all-star race, or is that something that NASCAR can move to any track? <sighs>
1: I honestly can't answer that for you, okay. Dawn. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of legal stuff involved there. Yeah. But I'll just tell you this. It's only been run in its history at Charlotte, Atlanta, and Bristol, Okay. Uh, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> us and now Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, the, the truth is, uh, because I was at the very first All-Star race in 85, uh, it was run on Saturday, the day before the Coca-Cola 600, in conjunction with what's now the Xfinity Series. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 86, it went to Atlanta Motor Speedway, which our company did not own at the time, and it bombed miserably. Uh, They didn't draw 10,000 people to that race. So Winston, which was the sponsor back then, moved it back to Charlotte Motor Speedway in 87, and it's been at Charlotte since 87 until this year when COVID-19 hit and the governor of North Carolina to this date, well, I shouldn't say that, the governor of North Carolina at the time of the all-star race would not allow fans in the stands. So our company moved it to Bristol, where in Tennessee you could have fans. Right. And, uh, so it's, it's, you know, Charlotte, uh, owned it, owned it. Uh, it went to Atlanta and then it had to come back to Charlotte to be revived. And and I can tell you the greatest race I've ever been involved in myself was, was the 92 running of the Winston, a one hot night. It's legendary. Um, the, the greatest race I've ever seen or been around. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that Charlotte Motor Speedway in my book, owns because of their sweat equity on it. So, you know, um, so it's a long story that probably confuses a lot of people, but I and I don't know the true answer, but I just know that we've got it and I love it and uh, I hope a ton of fans show up next year. Yeah, all
3: right. Mike, did you want to talk about uh, next? Uh, yeah. In, uh, what, two weeks. I keep wanting to say next week. Is, is this two
1: Oh, it's about 10, uh, 12
4: days away, 12 yeah. days away. And that race always is, plays a real pivotal role, uh, Eddie, with the way the, the cup series championship turns out. So we we're down to eight drivers and Texas is right around the corner. And what do you think about, well, the, you I know? think
1: the pressure's on and that's what it's fun yeah. for us to be fans to, uh, to see any sporting event where, you know, it's, uh, either uh, make it or you don't, it's kind of, you know, you got to perform, you got to put points on the board. And if you don't, uh, the season is worthless. So uh, you're not going to win the championship uh, at Texas Motor Speedway uh, on October 25th, but you sure can lose it. And so uh, we've seen some, some crazy things in this fall race. Uh, We've also seen amazing racing. I think of Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards having a battle uh, mm-hmm. down to the finish line, finished one, two, and that's where they were in point standings. And as standing in Victor Lane, Tony looked at me and said, we just won the championship. And I said, you think? And he said, Oh, no question. He said, we broke it. And uh, they had a tremendous battle all the way down to the line, but that was kind of the turning point for Tony. And he got on top and, and never got off, uh, never let uh, Carl back up. And so uh, it's, a, it's a really, uh, it's, one of my favorite events of the year in all of racing because it's so important to uh, winning the championship or losing the championship. You know, when you put that spotlight on on competitors, uh, the cream rises to the top. Sometimes they, they fail miserably, and sometimes they excel in unbelievable ways. And either way, for us as fans, it's great to watch.
4: Now, fans are allowed at this race, right? COVID Absolutely. I know COVID-19 has been a big, you know, problem this year, and you guys have done a great job, you know, allowing the fans to come. So what safeguards have you all put in place for the fans for the race?
1: Well, there's social distancing in every respect. uh, From the way you go through the gates, uh, once you're on the concourse, around the concession stands, souvenir stands, restrooms, you know, the decals are on the ground to uh, help remind you. We've got staff to remind you. Uh, you have to wear a mask. That's, a uh, Fort Worth, Denton County, uh, mandate. Uh, when you get to your seats, you can remove your mask and uh, we've gone to great lengths to, uh, you, you can't do this, uh, to, to socially distance people, every seat's reserved. There's no, uh, uh, there's no computer program that'll do it for you. You've got to do it manually. You seek the first group and then you go seek the next groups. And, and so, uh, you and your friends, your family, um, sit together. And then there's plenty of room before you, you know, you get into another family or group or whatever. And fortunately our front stretch grandstands is two thirds of a mile long. Uh, we're outside. Uh, you can, we, we have plenty of spacing. Uh, the truth is, is, is uh, what the state has told us. Uh, we, we, we've gone to even greater lengths to distance people because we want to be ultra safe. So there's other things, cashless concessions, cashless, uh, you got to have a credit card. Uh, cashless uh, merchandise stands, every other toilet uh, is closed, uh, that kind of thing. Just, just the things that we've learned, uh, and we did this back were uh, the first professional sporting event in the state of Texas back in July. It's things that we learned that we applied. I can tell you that a lot of stadiums, arenas, teams were here to see what we did, and uh, that's what you're seeing elsewhere around the country in all kinds of sports. Uh, so, uh, we really feel like we did it right. Uh, our local health department folks will tell you, uh, there has been one case of COVID-19 as a result of any of the events that we've held at the Speedway this year. And so, um, obviously it works. If people do the right thing, you know, it's, there's some resp- personal responsibility, wearing your mask when you're in the crowds and, and use common sense. And, uh, so, uh, I failed to mention hand sanitizer is everywhere. So just all those things we've been taught that are the right thing to do. Just do the right thing. And it'll be fine.
3: It's interesting Good. that you, that you brought that up because I can remember back uh, when the earlier in the season, when the race was going to be there at Texas. And again, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, and it's only because I work for a doctor right now, too. So it's like it's in my face all the time. And so I'm hesitant because I'm like, come on, people. Just, you know, it, it makes me nervous. But I will tell you, after watching that and watching what's gone on at these NASCAR races and then not to knock it, but I was very upset with what I saw at the Cotton Bowl this past weekend. And I wasn't mm. the only one. I saw it a lot on social media. and I've, And I'm hearing about it from other people with college football with some of these stadiums. It's like there's just no... It doesn't look like there's any social distancing really and, and I understand these kids are all at school together too, but you're also hearing about all these cases at these schools because of it. And so I I applaud, you know, looking back now like and, and, and seeing that, it, it's so refreshing, Eddie. And I have to tell you, as somebody that really has been a critic on a lot of these things that, and having people, I have been, I've been very outspoken. Um, I remember you talking about
1: that before we held that first event yeah. and uh, not in favor. Well, yeah. I remember. Well, no,
3: and you know, and it, and I guess, you know, it's been, um, it's been a very emotional. I I had a family member come down with it. I my grandmother passed away, you know, a couple months ago from it. So, um, and and again, being that my my boss that I work for is a uh does this, you know, I mean he is knee high in in COVID cases. I just, um, yeah, I mean it it was personal for me. But again, like I said, I can honestly say that. I am so happy and I mean, i made the choice. Mike's made the choice. We have not attended, um, you know, the events ourselves because I do have pre existing conditions and those kind of things. So it's for me, it was the better choice to make. But I have to say you guys have done it right. We, we heard very positive feedback from folks. And like I said, seeing what I'm seeing at some other stadiums and stuff here, um, <laughs> I'm definitely not concerned about what's going on at Texas Motor Speedway, as concerned as I am at maybe what's going on at Jerry World or the Cotton Bowl or whatever. Living up here, so. I,
1: I don't know. I have a bit of those other places, but I can tell you that uh, a key element is the personal responsibility piece, yeah. and. Right the fans did a good job and, and did the right things by and large. And, and so, uh, and when they didn't have their mask up, right, or didn't have it on properly, you know, those people that wear them down here um, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that, but um, you, you know, we reminded them and they were kind enough to quickly put it back up. And, and, and so it worked out, it worked out great, obviously, according to the health department folks. So um, yeah, it's, you can do this, but you, you've got to work at it. And it was a lot of work. Still is a lot of work for us to do the things the way we're doing them with plexiglass shields and things like that in front of the souvenir stands, which didn't have that before. And just on and on, parking cars in every other spot so you're not parked close to the next car. Just
3: common sense. Yeah. My last question for you, Eddie, is uh, I, I'm going to try once again to see if I can sneak some info out of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tony Stewart and Ray Everham's new league, the uh, SRX series. Any any talk, anything going on with some Texas Motor Speedway possibility of racing there? Or? No,
1: no. Uh, you know, and, and I think their series is aimed at places that well, one, not not big tracks, mm-hmm. you know, not mile and a half long tracks where you're high speed. Um, I think they're looking more at short tracks, half-mile and, and smaller uh, places that don't have cup races and whatnot, maybe even some dirt tracks and like, like Eldora. I'm sure Eldora, since Tony owns it, mm-hmm. uh, Eldora Speedway will, will run a, one of those races. But uh, uh, kind of a you know, the, the guys, I, I know them all, they're not going to like it when I say this, but kind of a seniors circuit. And, uh, you know, they don't belong on a super weight because – when you get to this age, I'm that age, your bones are a little more brittle than they were when you were younger. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Uh, Ray Everham, uh, before he was Jeff Gordon's crew chief and one of those championships, was a mechanic for IROC. And uh, he, he spent a lot of years in IROC. And essentially, uh, these are identically prepared cars and engines and um, going to run on short tracks and and drivers of uh, various uh, series are have been invited to participate i mean everybody from i think uh, tony Kanon to who our who, who did they announce tony Kanon. uh
3: there's in there boy. there's a I'm trying to remember. it's not f1 series driver but there's a guy um mike who was it though and he didn't he drive in like the australian um the, the uh, australian, australian
1: supercars
4: uh, yeah
3: i think so um,
4: was it Marcus Ambrose. No, no,
3: no, no, no. Um, it was, it was somebody else. Um, you had mentioned before. And then I know Bill <laughs> Elliott signed up, <laughs> signed up and I'm waiting to see if Dale jr. If this is something he jumps into or, uh, Casey Kane or maybe a Carl Edwards. people we haven't, I mean, it's, I don't even, Carl Edwards is on a boat somewhere as far as I know, but it would be great to, these are people that I would love to see back. I, I feel like a, a couple of those guys that I just named Carl and Casey, I feel kind of left the sport early and and we didn't get to see as much as I really. I I feel at this point, both of them could have championships, if not multiple at at this point. Well,
1: they could have. uh, Both were championship caliber. Uh, You know, and now we've got uh, not only is Jimmy Johnson retiring into this season, but Clint Boyer is hanging it up to go to the booth with uh, Fox. he'll be with Mike joy and uh, Jeff Gordon. And I, I, feel for Mike, he's going to have his hands full trying to keep his <laughs> arms around Clint to settle him down. Um, and I'm glad there's a delay button uh, <laughs> because Clint will, Clint will throw a cuss word around mm-hmm. and he'll use it colorfully. So uh, he'll, Clint will be fun. Uh, a yeah. real fun addition to, to the booth. So I'm looking forward to that.
3: Yeah, me too. I, I and again, we mentioned Carl when it, I always thought he would be the first one out of all that group of guys that would have been in the booth with it as much as he remember. I mean, he was the guy that they always used to put up there, but I tell you yeah. these, these networks are going to have their hands full over the next few years with guys coming out. Cause you've got Harvick is great in the booth. Keselowski is great in the booth. The Bush brothers were amazing in the booth together. Yeah, um,
1: they were, excellent. they are excellent. And yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, where do you put them? The problem, they don't have much room. So yeah. So. Well, but it, it makes it fun. But anyway, back to the SRX series, it'll be fun to see that. It'd be great to see awesome Bill back on the racetrack and, and uh, you know, in places that you wouldn't expect. Like I, I mentioned Tony Kanon. The reason that one sticks with me is I can't see Tony Kanon at Eldora but we're gonna to see Tony Canaan El
3: Eldora. That'll be fun. Oh, I can't wait. I've been wa- I've been wanting to get him to see him in a truck forever, and he always told me every season he would tease me, Eddie, and tell me that he had been talking to some folks and that it would be Texas, would be where he would do it because of the timing, would be perfect, and yep. and it never happened. And I'm like, oh, come on, that w- that would be awesome. But Eddie, I know we you went long with us, and not not that that's anything new. We never stick to our Thank time. You. <laughs>
1: Well, it's a pleasure to see both you guys, and I appreciate it, and look forward to seeing you And at uh, Texas Motor Speedway October 25th, because it's really a great deal. Truck race in the morning, uh, about an hour or so between, and then we start a cup race, and so, uh, you know, it's going to be a big, big day. Fans are welcome from both races. One ticket gets you in, Perfect. and, uh, you know, just can't wait to to drop the flag and go racing again for and then we're on to our twenty fifth season, which is hard to believe.
3: It is it's well. hard to believe. Yeah, texasmotorspeedway.com and also All-Star Tickets, All-Star Weekend on sale now. Get in there, uh, get on it, do the season ticket thing. I Actually, my husband and I have talked about it, and I think we're going to go ahead and jump in on season tickets, even though I go as media, but I <laughs> we're jumping on it. I want to see all the other stuff that's going on there. So.
1: Absolutely. It'll save you a bunch of money. You get the best seat. season tickets is the, is the ticket, trust me.
3: All right. Well, Eddie Gossage, thank you again thank you, as always, and we look forward to uh, hearing possible more announcements here coming soon so uh it's always fun thanks You'll right. have a great thank you well mike so uh eddie you know there with us as always and again we went long because that's what we do because don likes to gab but you get him oh, on yeah. and there's so many things you know he's just there's so much there's, information you can get from it there's
4: so much news coming out of the, the speedway you know with the announcement of the schedule and the all-star race and you know there's a Cup races, you know, like you said, 12 days away and all the different events they're having. And, and there's always, you know, stuff to talk about. But it seems like this season here in the last, you know, four or five weeks, it's just been lots of news coming out of the out of Fort Worth, you know, and um, I really think um, they do a darn good job there at that track. Uh, it's one of my favorite tracks to attend race as a member of the media just because they treat you so well and and they just do a really good job and uh, we're very fortunate and blessed to uh be able to be part of all that
3: Oh, absolutely and uh you know and it's fun because i don't think i've ever stumped eddie before with a question because he's all he you know and but i I, and i can't remember if you and i i think we talked about this on an earlier podcast that we had done we talked about do the does the all-star race belong to speedway motorsports because that's all we've ever seen it at is that um is that an smi track
4: yeah the fact that you know they kind of created it and um had it you know have held it at smi tracks kind of leads me to believe that they like you said there's some legal stuff there i bet they um you know they they do have the rights to that race or they could claim that they have the rights to that race and and um yeah, it's probably a good good because you know They do a good job with it, and the all these SMI tracks are very well kept up, and and all the organization, the management, they do a real good job running the place and marketing those tracks and keeping them, you know, the fans happy. And I mean, I haven't heard any complaints about any of the really. uh, major things go wrong for fans that attend races at those tracks.
3: Yeah. So, Uh, Your thoughts, Mike? I know last week we didn't have a show, and that was my fault. Um, Mike had already had commitments. Um, (laughs) I I see that look. Um, Mike had (laughs) commitments with uh, his son and stuff, and so I knew you. Oh, man,
4: did I ever –
3: well and and i'm going to be honest i mean here i I will totally you know well it it was my fault and i have let me see where's the piece of paper that i had or did i put it over here i want to say i had nine my son
4: while you're getting your stuff together there my son was on the or is not was is on the Florizel peanut festival association royal court Mm -hmm. uh, of avian artistry and um, he's a prince Uh and he is He was in the corner. We had a small coronation the other night, uh, last Friday night. It was just for the families of the kids on the court. We were spread out all over the um, around the auditorium and socially distanced. We all had our mask on, but it was a real beautiful ceremony. And then normally the Forza has a big parade and um, festival. They just had a little mini parade with about 20 cars and the kids got to go around the courthouse and. The downtown area just have a little parade, and there are there are a few people out and everything. They're going to try to come back in March and do the big thing in March. Oh, if we're (laughs) doing better with COVID nineteen, which (laughs) probably 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 won't be. But anyway, so that's why I was uh, unavailable last week to do shows, and then you were (laughs) we were busy too, so we didn't get one out. But that's okay. We're doing one now, and
3: yeah. Well, I had nine pieces of audio that I already have in the system. I had the radio yeah. I mean the radioactive is still in there. So I had it all ready to go. I just never got the chance to I was working quite a bit and then when I got home, the one day that I did have the chance to do it, I'm not even going to lie. I fell asleep and slept for 5 hours and didn't no, it. we had
4: inter- you had internet problems one night. Yeah. Too as well. And yes. that, that the night we were supposed to record, we, you couldn't get connected and That just happens, you know, when you rely on the internet and we're all relying on the internet these days to do our our jobs and work and, you know, they get everybody's on there and sometimes it goes down and that's what happens. So,
3: well, we can, um, I mean, we, I I don't have really audio right now or whatnot, but I mean, let's, let's discuss it. So uh, I think the biggest story, of course, Chase Elliott continues as dominance there uh, on road courses, winning the Roval, but to me, the bigger issue or not issue. The bigger topic is the guys that were knocked out now of this round. And that being the current champion, Kyle Bush, not going to advance Austin Dillon, a guy that had, was really doing well, uh, not going to advance. And Eric Amarola, I believe was eliminated and Clint Boyer, right?
4: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Clint Boyer. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so, uh, and Clint, he got out of that car. I know he was having some power steering issues and stuff, from what I yeah. Heard. And he
4: also was very f- fatigued. Did you see him the way he dropped down to the ground and yeah. And but but, but let me. I've got the points in front of me here. Yes. Here is who uh, is in. Kevin Harvick is the current leader right now with sixty seven points uh, on the standings. Here, Denny Hamlin is second. Brad Keselowski is third in points. Chase Elliott is fourth. He Joey Logano is fifth. Martin Truex Jr is 6, Alex Bowman 8, uh 7th I'm sorry and uh 8th is Kurt Busch. So those are the top 8 that will move on to the round of 8. And Don, um you mentioned, you know, um Chase winning the race the other day uh I thought the Roval was pretty I thought it was pretty good race. I mean, that Saturday Xfinity race was kind of wild with all the the water and rain and everything but um
3: that was crazy D- let me ask you what were your thoughts I mean do you think because uh AJ Allmendinger I mean who won the race he was extremely vocal during the race and was pissed and said that you know they don't care NASCAR doesn't care anything about the drivers their safety or whatever it was just about you know the optics and oh it's a cool thing to do but th- those there was a lot of drivers that were not happy that they thought that the You know, there's a difference in running in rain and running in a monsoon.
2: (laughs) And, uh,
3: I mean, it definitely was something that uh, some drivers weren't very pleased with. What were your thoughts? And they weren't
4: really; they really weren't prepared for that either. I mean,
3: (laughs) I know. Well, that's why some of the drivers on Sunday, when they were driving to the track, it was raining, still pretty hard. And I saw; I think it was Brad Keselowski and a couple of others were saying, "Look, it's it's like practice right now. We're on our way to the track, and we're getting (laughs) and we're getting our practice in for what the track conditions are going to be like." So,
4: yeah and you know um going back to the cup race uh on on sunday there we talked about some of the drivers not making it in kyle bush uh you just kind of have to feel for him i mean he uh, did everything he could to, to win that race or you know make the cut and he just uh, got it got in trouble and got it you know tore the car up a little bit and Stayed out there at that, that one caution where they all came in, and he and I think one another one they stayed out. But when you're running on old tires like that, you just don't have the, uh, the grip, and um, wasn't able to keep the lead and got passed and, um, and ends up not making the cut. And Don, I um, listened to his uh, post race press conference that they had, and he uh, was very dejected, you might say. He was very upset. Um, something going on over there on that team. There's, I'm not sure if it's, uh, you know, he and the crew chief aren't getting along or if there's some other issue there, but there's something that we need to kind of be watching. Uh, I bet they make a change hmm. at some point at the end of this season. Um, And um, Kyle's frustrated. And one of the questions that they asked about, do you think you still have a chance to win this season? And he said, not, not basically the type of car they're giving me and what I'm getting to race in is not what I need to get the job done basically. So he was not very, not very optimistic, you might say.
3: So it's funny. Cause it's not, ha- it's not happening to his teammates, you know, I mean, or at least yeah. not to um, Denny Hamlin over there. So um, very interesting. I know the ratings were down a little bit um, from last season that was another, another thing. Um, lead, come well, you, go ahead.
4: I wonder why, I wonder why I, they'd be down. I mean, I know you had the, the hurricane coming in, you got all this presidential hype right now with, with Biden and, and, and Trump. And then you've got the Senate hearings well, starting was, um,
3: NFL. I mean, they were, NFL. Com- they were competing yeah. with football. I mean, I know I can tell you for myself at least, um, you know, here in Texas, the Cowboys game started at three thirty, so I was going back and forth, you know, between the end of the yeah. race and, and the Cowboys game. So
4: um, Yeah, I'm just going you factor all that in. People are tuning in to other things right now and and some people don't really like the Roval. I I've I've heard a lot of criticism about that. I mean it's not it's not the greatest race is what people tell me. I mean, they'd rather see these cars on a road course, like Circuit of the Americas or Road America, which they're going to go to next year. Um, but maybe um, maybe we ought to not be racing on a robo. I don't know. What do you think?
3: Well, I, I think I told you, you know, like the first season, it was awesome because it was a big cluster. Um, last year, I thought, you know, or the, when they, I thought it was okay, but I just didn't, I kind of felt like, uh it kind of lost its and then when we started talking about the possibility of doing it somewhere else I was like no because I mean it, it, that's just overkill um but again I mean I don't know I'm just not a big fan and and they're not going to be happy with me saying this but I'm not a big fan of of Charlotte okay. Motor Speedway Charlotte in general I just feel, like we had, we <laughs> just feel like we had we in the past we've gone there too much and so I I I, wow. I wonder sometimes if that's just more of my issue with the track it's not really the roval it's just it's charlotte you know and, and like i feel oh, like they're always yeah. there um, yeah. um i don't know uh mike i know the, the a couple of the other things that happened during the week last week matt de benedetto it was announced he will return to wood brothers uh just for next one, season one season yeah because austin sendrick will then take over in yeah. 2022 um i
4: think that's a good move i was i was impressed by that because you know I, I, like i told you matt was the kind of guy who's worked hard he's proven himself um he's very marketable he's does well with the media the fans seem to really like him so I think it's a good move on the wood brothers part to, to keep him in the in, in that car and uh, I was real real happy and pleased to see him um get a ride for at least one more season and who knows it may He may be able to move up somewhere else if he does really well next year.
3: Yeah, we had uh, Joe Gibbs confirming that they will work with uh, Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan's new team. So that team will be a JGR, I guess, part of the JGR organization uh, or one of their satellite teams, I guess. So that immediately will make them (laughs) contenders, you know, just kind of like how Furniture Row and stuff was as well. Um, you had Daniel Suarez uh, announcing there that he will be with oh. the, the new team that's uh, been formed, um, uh, 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 which is uh, Trackhouse Racing, and then we had Clint Boyer announcing that he would not be returning. Gosh, there was. We kind
4: of, kind of expected that, and Alex Eddie Bowman t-
3: moving to the 48. Yeah. So.
4: And then. In the um, NHRA, if we want to just quickly yes. talk about, they're going to be at the uh, Texas Motorplex this weekend for the uh, AAA uh, Texas Fall Nationals. But last week we talked. Um, I know you and I talked off the air, but uh, Marcus Lamona's from Camping World. Uh, you know they have the big sponsorship now. They're going to be the title sponsor for the NHRA uh, Drag Racing Series, and uh, they're. He had a lot to say. He was real impressed, uh, the, the interview that they did with Marcus, that the, um, they actually sent a couple of people from the company out to the Gator Nationals in Gainesville to, to look around. And, and, and they realized, man, there's a lot of people camping. A lot of people come in with their RVs. So this is a great opportunity because most of these tracks, these drag strips have camping available for you know your fifth wheels your rvs your travel trailers <laughs> tents and stuff like that so there's a there's a lot of uh, potential here to really you know sell uh, rvs bring rvs in for people to rent but also at camp at the camping world store you know they have a lot of products they carry like yeti and cooking things and you know uh, barbecue pits all kind of stuff so there's a lot of other products that are in the store that could be
3: come on board
4: yeah yeah it's contingency sponsors and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement and and potential there so there's uh i think that's great for the nhra because some of these drivers may pick up some sponsorships as well and they might even have you know more money in the points fund as well more money you know for the for the purse as well in some of these uh, races so it's a win-win situation overall
3: well um I know in the IndyCar series again the final race there for the Firestone Grand Prix of uh, St Petersburg will be October 25th so we're 11 days away from from that happening boy they uh their season too. I mean the way that they've had to spread it out and all but that's yeah. that's quite a bit of a time off <laughs> between sitting there making people think making a uh, uh, uh who is Joseph Newgarden and and Scott Dixon I guess who are battling for yeah. it uh, yeah. making them think about it so uh, I was trying to see, th- see the, yeah. Um, it's basically between those two. Did you see Colton Herta there is in uh, third place? Wow. Yeah.
4: And I, th- I think it's a double points or it's the points and a half race or double points race one and the two. So, um, so I, I believe that's what they do. So, Wow. you know, somebody, uh, one of those like Colton wins and the other two crash out or something, you know, that could, could be the difference. I mean, we could have a, a surprise uh, winner and a surprise champion um, at at the uh, St. Pete Grand Prix. That's a really neat ro- road course there. St. Petersburg, F- Florida is a nice place to visit as well. And the, fa- the fans really come out. The people in the community there really come out and support that race. So I think you'll see um, a good event when they have it. Hopefully the weather will co- cooperate and should be a good time to be in Florida late October before uh, – You know, it cools down in in November and the rains, you know, rainy season.
3: Um, I wanted to, I I have some audio here really quick that if you don't mind, um, I'm not sure if you saw this or not. And so, uh, let's see, I guess it was, it was a few days ago. Um, It may have been last Friday, not quite sure. But Jimmy Johnson was on CBS this morning. Did you, did you see this and hear about it?
4: I heard about it, but I didn't see it.
3: Um, well, it's uh basically here it says seven time NASCAR champion and longtime friend of Bubba Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, is hoping to be a driver for change both on and off the racetrack. Uh today he's being honored for his own inclusion efforts with a NASCAR drive for diversity award. So he was he was um, you know, they had the drive for diversity awards there in NASCAR. Um and I know there was several people who had won uh that I was like it, it's, stoked about but jimmy's i thought was very special i mean a it's it's you know it's jimmy's final season there but he goes into detail really and truly about the steps he has been taking and why he's been taking them and i just thought it was a great interview and so i didn't know if you you know want to if you hadn't heard it if you wanted to hear it real quick because it it was really really a good interview so uh, again this is from cbs this morning
2: Moving on, seven-time NASCAR champion, that would be Jimmy Johnson, is hoping to be a driver for change, you could say, both on and off the racetrack. Johnson is a longtime friend and supporter of Bubba Wallace. We love him, too. The only black driver in NASCAR's top tier. In June, what looked like a noose, later found to be a door pull, door, door pull, rather, was found in Wallace's garage bay at Talladega Super Speedway. Bubba Wallace was featured in the November issue of O oh, The Oprah magazine, and Jimmy Johnson writes a tribute. He says this. I hope that Bubba's bravery can lead all of us in racing to think about ways to make it more inclusive. Today, Johnson is being honored for his own inclusion efforts with a NASCAR drive for a diversity award. And right now, we are so happy to say hi, Jimmy Johnson. It's so good to see you. Hello. May I say that when Thank you, you. agree on the show? Well, my other job is at Oprah magazine. And when you agreed to write the tribute, we were doing the hula People started applauding and said, Jimmy said yes, Jimmy said yes. We were so excited. But you share in that writing, you said that you and Bub have been friends for a very long time, close to 15 years. But you had never had a discussion with him about the challenges of being the only black uh, driver in NASCAR. And once you two started talking about it, it was very revealing to you. Why did you start talking and what did you learn? How did it affect you?
5: Well, really with George Floyd's passing, um, I Bubba and I just started talking about that topic and I, I realized in the conversation that Bubba today deals with things that I've never dealt with still. And I've known him for so many years and we've always talked racing and kind of current life events, but we've never gone there. And then once we went there, it inspired me to talk to many other friends of mine in the black community, Hispanic community, uh, far and wide. and it was much more revealing than, than uh, I was aware of. So I, I put that on myself and have spent a lot of time learning and listening and certainly grew a lot in these last uh, few months in understanding the big picture as many Americans have and, and people around the world for that matter. But
2: Jimmy, I love the story that you wrote about, about how Bubba was stopped by police and how Bubba, how Bubba handled it and now you said how you would have handled it.
5: Yeah, two, two totally different uh, s- scenarios, and that was an example of just how different my, my experience has been versus his.
2: Yeah, because you said, I don't know if I would have held my tongue is a point, is a point I'm making. Because <laughs> I, I, I think it's really refreshing for you to say something like that, to say, I never really thought about anything like that, and I wouldn't have accepted that kind of behavior, the way he was treated. Because the cops specifically said no, to him, exactly can right. you afford this car? That was a question they said to him.
5: Yeah, and I'm confident that's not a question that I would, would uh, receive being pulled over and cited.
2: And now NASCAR has banned the Confederate flags. You have a lot to say about that because some of them are still flying um, at NASCAR. What do you think when you see that? What do you think people need to know and understand?
5: That it's hurtful and I, I do respect the argument that everybody has a right for freedom of speech and expression, um, but you're welcome to do that on your private property. When, when you're at a sporting event or a public facility, inclusion should be the top priority, and to fly a flag that is hurtful and painful for many is just not acceptable, and I'm proud of NASCAR and the efforts they've made this year to really remove the flag from the tracks, and, and Bubba is a huge part of, of why that all happened.
0: Jimmy, in the op-ed, you also write how you were disgusted uh, when you first heard about the news. Uh, the FBI and NASCAR later said it was a garage door pull, but I'm I'm wondering what your conversations, bu- Bubba, with
5: Bubba were, were like when he was going through that. That news came out um, in I guess maybe Saturday evening prior to our race. And I had already gone to sleep and woke up to the news. And as soon as I read it, I texted Bubba that I wanted to stand with him during the national anthem, uh, just as a friend, just I wanted to be there for him. I couldn't believe what I was, was reading that morning. And then word traveled that I was you know, intending to stand with him and other drivers asked if, if it was okay if they were involved. And I'm like, well, of course, you know, absolutely. And within a few hours, team members, team managers, um, everybody wanted to figure out how to show their support, and other drivers came up with great ideas, and that's kind of how we evolved from me standing with him at the national uh, for the national anthem to all the drivers pushing his car down pit road mm-hmm. and the entire garage area falling out behind mm-hmm. Bubba to show support. That was a stunning was moment. Really amazing. Yeah. Thing. That was a stunning moment. Jimmy, do you think my, Michael Jordan recently became the first black owner? Uh, NASCAR's Carter. first black principal <laughs> owner. Do you think that's going to make a difference? <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, it's Michael Jordan and his voice in sports, his voice outside of sports is just so massive. And I'm really happy for Michael. I've known him for a lot of years. And I know his upbringing here in the North Carolina area and being close to NASCAR and it being a sport he and his family would attend and watch together. So I'm happy he's involved for many reasons. And I think the pairing with with Bubba Wallace and then even Denny Hamlin and the assets.
2: I like what you said, Jimmy. Well, number one, he's Michael Jordan. Let's just start with that. Good things happen when it's Michael Jordan. (laughs)
3: Correct.
2: So do you ever see yourself racing with Team Jordan because Bubba's now going to be his first driver? Do you see yourself possibly racing with them? That would be very cool. (laughs) I would
5: be open to it. I'm kind of in transition right now. But uh, my focus is on IndyCar here in the years to come.
2: Okay, but I don't think people would be mad to see you and Bubba together with Michael Jordan. I like that picture.
5: I would take the call and talk about it for sure.
2: All right, Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us this morning, getting up early and writing that piece in the magazine. We were very, very excited about it. We really appreciate it.
3: So there you go. I mean, and then to hear he wrote that um, op-ed, basically, there for in O Magazine with Oprah, I mean, it just never ceases to amaze me, Mike. I mean, the places that nascar is going i mean
4: yeah and the peer on cbs you know uh cbs news this morning and gail king uh, i love watching her um, she always has really good interviews and um uh, i i typically watch that in the morning that that news show in the morning just to kind of see what's going on but they do a pretty good job but to get the landing on that show you know that's big in- big in itself
3: mm-hmm. totally so, agree so uh great
4: in- great interview Don.
3: Well, I, I, again, I just, I thought it was, I don't think we hear enough from Jimmy. I mean, I really, and it's so weird because I feel like I've come full circle with Jimmy. You know, I, I yeah. went from, I couldn't stand him <laughs> to, you know, really and truly learning more about him and, and, and just the admiration now and the respect that I have for him and, and the way that he goes about business and, and does things, but he's, I I didn't know that him and, I mean, not that I should, but I really, I wasn't aware that him and Bubba Waz had been that good of friends for 15 years. I mean, that's crazy.
4: I know. And he, uh, he's a good ambassador for the sport. And I think NASCAR really ought to capitalize on that, you know, going forward now. Um, Hopefully Jimmy will still, you know, remain active in some form or fashion. I know he's got some other interests and things he wants to do, but He's good for NASCAR, and uh, I hate to see him leave the the Cup Series. But you know, seven championships, a lot of wins, he's done a lot of great things. So um, I'm I'm going to miss the guy.
3: Well, and um, and again, I told you uh, to start. This was about the Drive for Diversity um, uh-huh. awards, which again, I think that's huge, even, you know, no one really had ever heard about that and stuff. I mean, beforehand and and the fact that uh, I think this year it's more poignant than ever, but uh, one of the other people, and I thought that this award was perfect for, for her, but uh, Brianna Daniels that we talked so much about, she, uh, she won the 2020 NASCAR crew member award, um, which I thought was great because there's a lot of guys, a lot of, uh, diversity there in the pit crew areas and she won that and you know what though I think a lot of that too has to go with she has really put herself out there over the last few years you've seen her in commercials and stuff like that she put herself out there and so not just because she's black uh, and yeah. also not just because she's female, but she busts her ass and you talk to any crew guy on, oh, yeah. on pit road and they will tell you she's amazing. And she, you know, she earns her job and there's a lot of people. I will tell you when the, when the stuff came down with Michael Jordan and all, I saw her tweet out, congratulations. And she's like, uh, if you're looking for a, a tire carrier or whatever, and it was just so funny. Uh, cause I thought, you know, perfect. <laughs>
4: um, well, you know, she was at Texas, um, I don't know two, three years ago we I, we I got a chance to interview her with a small group of reporters up in the radio one of the upstairs radio rooms there at Texas. I, I don't think you were there for that. Mm-hmm. They brought her in and and they talked about you know what she does, and I was looking at her. she's not very tall, Mm-mm. but you look at her legs and her arms and her body she's very toned and built not like a big bruiser kind of gal or anything but she's very athletic and you know it takes a lot of um, athletics you know you have to be very athletic you got to be very uh, conditioned that's the word I'm trying to find to do what she does you know changing those tires and I was very impressed by her uh, I was like wow I'm this I don't want to say the wrong thing. She'd kick my ass. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I know she, she was a, a collegiate basketball player. And, yeah. But then she also, um, I think it was the Titan Games, I think is what it was, with uh, The Rock. Was ho- I think it was something that The Rock had hosted this year. Yeah. I, I think it was Titan Games is what it was called. Um, I'll have to go and look. But she was a contestant on that as well. So... Um, yeah
4: very very uh articulate very uh charismatic she's got a great personality she speaks you know very well she's does well with with the questions with the media um she's got a future definite future beyond changing tires i mean i could see her with little broadcasting uh abilities as well
3: right um
4: some point you know you, n- you never know i mean just if she's, if she's listening think about that brianna <laughs>
3: yeah and i think i i think a few minutes ago i said tire carrier no you're right she is a tire changer so changer. Uh, yeah
4: yeah danger yeah
3: so there you go uh
4: <laughs> she goes right over <laughs> goes over that wall and she she gets with it
3: yeah so well that's you know and and again you know the speed basketball you know speed but it's the hand-eye coordination and i mean to be able to get yeah. you know uh, with that air gun and just, that was my air gun i don't know if you've heard that but anyway
4: <laughs> <I'm> like.
2: <laughs> so um
3: all right mike well i know uh we will touch base Later on in the week, I know we are going to Kansas now for, what is it, the whatever, Casino 400. uh, And then we come to Texas after that. So what do you think? uh, I mean, you know, again, this is one of those races, the next two races at Kansas and at Texas. It's like, you know, it's weird because you start to look at the folks that have been really good on the mile and a half speedways this season. And it's weird because the people who have been good aren't the normal people that are have done really well all the time you know you usually think kyle bush or one of those and i I guess kevin harvick's probably been the guy that's been the most dominant though
4: yeah harvick so i'm gonna go uh for the win i'm gonna go harvick my long shot is gonna be kyle bush and my really 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 long shot don i'm gonna go Matty d i mean he's he's you know i still think he's got a shot you know at getting this victory, I've been picking him a lot this year. I, you know, he's riding high right now, and he's so he's going to be my really, really, really long shot driver. So
3: okay, I'm going to go. God, it's hard not to go Harvick, but I'm going to go Joey Logano. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go Logano. I'm going to go. My uh, second pick would be Truex. Um, I'll go with him, and then my long, long, long shot. You know, he's been a long, long shot for me all year. And he used to be the king of the mile and a half speedway. So I got to go with him. I'm going to say Jimmy Johnson gets a win before the end of the season. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick Jimmy and go, Jimmy. It's not a bad pick, but
4: I'd like to see him get a victory before he calls it quits, you know? Oh, absolutely. He'll he'll probably do it at Texas.
3: That would be awesome. Yeah, but I won't be there. So (laughs)
4: neither will I, so.
3: Uh, but i'll be i'll be closer to it than you will be so i'll yeah, i'll feel like true. i was a part of it <laughs> that's true. Uh, well it'll be interesting i think i think no matter what you're going to see these guys these uh eight guys that are left they're going to i mean they're all going to be driving their asses off this week because they they all want to get that win to get you know get this behind them and know that they're going on to to phoenix uh yeah. to secure themselves but uh it's definitely going to be tough you know and and i think you're gonna i think tempers are going to start flaring i really do yep
4: yeah. so we have the race at kansas uh, no no any car this weekend nhra is at texas motorplex and ennis mm-hmm. if you can't go to the race in TV. eight it's 18.99 you get the whole weekend you get <clears throat> thursday friday saturday and sunday four days of racing on your tv or your ipad iphone android whatever device you want to download it on you can even watch it on your laptop computer um it's 18.99 dawn for the whole weekend and hell if you can't go to the race that's what i'm going to do because i can't travel right now um i'm going to be laying around watching drag racing and everything else this weekend so um uh, and i'll have everything on my on my blog for the cup race and the uh, drag racing as well so check that out race day sa.com
3: all right so we'll make sure to do that and then i'm sure uh afterwards you'll probably put out an uh nhra update so yeah okay yeah. all right and they're
4: gonna you're gonna finish some of those races that they did not finish uh in st louis
3: oh that's you know, right
4: they got the, the weather was a factor so that's why i didn't do one last time because the, the action's not complete yet so
3: okay all right. Well, all Mike, right. Uh, again, sorry about last week, but we crammed it all into this show. So I think we're good. I think we caught up. We're, we're good.
4: Gonna... Made, made up for it.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Have yourself a great week.